So I've watched um, a historical um, drama, which apparently uh, was pretty accurate. I mean, apart from you know some tiny details and uh, um, subsequent events and such, seemed to be quite uh, accurate. Um, of course, I I, uh, I always research after uh, watching uh, movies based on history and such, or, you know, general real-life events, and, yeah, it seems to be, um, it's about, uh, Botswana, the history of Botswana, which I, I knew very little about before, so, you know, by no means am I knowledgeable about this, but I, I mean, I just read about it, just a bit, you know, what I could read in a bit over an hour, so, you know, however much, uh, I could read in an hour, so I mean, beyond that, I'm not really knowledgeable, uh, beyond the movie, so in total, three hours or so, you know, uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, but before, I mean, I, I, I really didn't know much about it at all, you know, beyond, well, just generally, what, just, you know, just generic sort of knowledge of African countries, but really, I, I knew more about Zimbabwe than I knew about Botswana, its neighbor, and more about South Africa, um, of course, being one of the largest uh, um, countries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't even know it was called uh, what it was called before it became Botswana. Um, so that's uh, yeah, something. Uh, so yeah, this movie called United Kingdom, which is, which is a very ironic title, really, because the last thing they, they were was United, so, you know, very ironic, one has got to admit, I'm not sure if, you know, the irony was intended there, um, obviously they, they're referring more to, to with regards to um, the couple themselves, than the kingdoms really, but you know, with regards to the kingdoms, yeah, they weren't united whatsoever. And you know, it, it's it's interesting to, to know uh, about this, you know, everything that's happened, but also frustrating at the same time. Uh, you, you know, kind of like uh, you know when I um, watched and um, commented on uh, um, a, what was it called again? In the name of our father, yeah. Um, that's, you know, with regards to the, um, with regards to Ireland this time, not Botswana. Uh, yeah, um, to be fair, that's, that's even, well, it's, it's more of a personal, individualized account of injustice. This was more of a, you know, international sort of thing, but... Ah, the fact that states can be so oppressive, it's unbelievable, really, just, you know, how, how this is, and this, uh, even, even that incident in Ireland, you know, this all happened after the UN was formed, um, you know, it's not like the UN has much power, really, and what it does have, it's given by the countries, so, you know, countries volunteer, 
to do something and such, so it does, doesn't affect the health. But it really, really should be some sort of standard of human rights that are really adhered to, surely. You know, there, there is obviously ICC court and such, but, you know, it's very rarely really utilized and only in mo the most extreme cases it is. So, yeah, yeah, and just, you know, somebody should have been prosecuted over the fact they jailed innocent people, as uh, with the Irish case. And, uh, you know, um, people should, you know, in this in this case, you know, they just blatantly lie, just lie here. And as usual, uh, with many reports nowadays as well, just, just yesterday, there was a, a report that was just leaked because it was previously suppressed. I mean, <laughs> frankly, I have no idea why they even commission reports if they don't even want to uh, publish them. Of course, in, in this in this case, uh, this report uh, with regards to this uh, Botswana uh, incident, uh, of course, this, this was before it was Botswana. They, you know, it only became Botswana after they held the elections, and he became the first president. Uh, but yeah, with regards to this incident, you know, uh, they, they they not only suppressed the reports but lied about it and. Um, it's just, it's just holy. Um, the Jack Davenport's character, by the way, uh, is is quite. I mean, you know, um, I, 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 you know, he first came to my attention in Pazco, Pazco obviously, as I'm assuming many people uh, also have the experience of him. This and um, I mean, it, uh, to be fair, he doesn't have that much screen time there. But yeah, what he does have, um, he, he's more sort of comically, you know, fallibly devious there, as opposed to just awfully devious as he is here. And, and but sure enough, he he, uh, he manages to be worse, effectively. And this and this, of course, this is a real life case, uh, as opposed to you know what is fiction, you know, with Paris of the Caribbean, obviously. Although I wouldn't mind uh, a real-life uh, mermaid to have existed, or a um, a giant well, kraken, yes, or a was was she Medusa? She looked like Medusa. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's about the Caribbean there. Um. I think he was the only actor from there who acted here. Um, and another another uh, uh, bizarre thing, so is uh, Draco Malfoy's uh, actor, who I didn't recognize at all. I didn't. I cannot say I did. You know, I only read it after I read just a bit of his biography. You know, I just usually read a paragraph or so about every character, just to see every actor of this, just to see if they did anything else that I have also seen them in the middle. I care too much about actors, I really don't, but, you know, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, people change and whatnot, you know. In this case, sure enough, I, I didn't recognize him at all. And, wow, what do you know, he played a villain again. This time, of course, we really like villain. But uh, it's quite something, it seems like he's um, um, typecasted as a villain now, apparently. 
because uh, clearly that's uh, uh, why he began as a villain, although, you know, a, um, a child villain, really. Um, he, was, he wasn't the, you know, the main villain in Harry Potter, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's quite interesting how uh, um, some people are typecasted some, somehow, uh, you know, and Devin Boyd himself, you know. He, he he had a very similar character in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, sort of, you know, uh, the stereotypical sort of, you know, um, uh, you know, I didn't quite understand who he was supposed to represent. I don't think there was an article I could read, I could click to, um, about the actual, because I didn't understand, I'm assuming he was a sort of civil servant, because of the election, he seemed to have still been in place, unless he was just about to leave. Um, in which case, you know, civil, civil service does usually, typically, uh, go through governments, that's not immediately at least replaced. But, uh, um, so yeah, don't quite understand, though, you know, because he played such a... Uh, malevolent character, really, that, you know, uh, it's, it would be very difficult to imagine the civil service doing that, you know, and usually civil service is supposed to be neutral, and uh, that, that's where he wasn't neutral, really, um, so, um, yeah, let me check, I suppose, because really, um, I'm assuming he was a politician. I mean, here it says he was a government representative. Well, no, apparently he was a fictional character here for some reason. I have no idea why the hell. And they introduced a fictional character then. Most weren't fictional, as far as I know. I really have no idea why this guy was. I'm assuming just to sort of be, could maybe, could maybe, you know, um, project their um, sort of odiousness on a fictional character, I don't know, what's, what's the point? So yeah, um, he didn't exist, that's, that's something. Um, yeah, other than that though, it's, so it was interesting, you know? It was an interesting apparently Tom Felton's characters for sure as well. Did they really want it to go all the way to fictionalize villains? In fact, I mean the only show that they didn't even bother uh, with an actor for Churchill at all. And um not sure why. Anyway, I mean everyone I suppose knows what Churchill was, uh, but you know, it was quite a disappointing um, revelation, really, as to what happened in real life. Um, you know, disappointing that this was a Labour government that initially did this just purely for mainly, it seems, economic reasons. You know, it shouldn't happen for economic reasons. Um, but obviously, Churchill was beyond devious, really. I mean, if he actually did that for real, you know, just say, "Oh yeah, he he won't he 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 won't be banned for five years." Nope, 
but only says that he will be banned for life after the election. Isn't that great? That's like the ultimate politician uh, trick, isn't it? Of course, after the election, they cannot do anything about it. Yeah, it's just sad. So, um, yeah. Um, the whole thing is just, you know, you, one almost wonders whether, I mean, you know, uh, if this happens in uh, what is nominally a democratic country, then, you know, I mean, uh, how much worse can it be if a country is in the, I mean, that's just the bizarre thing, you know, I mean, obviously, it's just random, but it, it kind of, it's kind of random in democratic countries as well. In this way, there is no guarantee that an autocratic country is any worse than a democratic country when it comes to human rights and such, or civil rights generally. And you know what? I don't generally watch anything to do with royalty. Uh, I, I couldn't give a damn, honestly. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to just go and eagerly watch The Crown or anything. That's absolute nonsense. You know? Um, but this was interesting in terms of, you know, uh, how how interesting relationships can be, you know, this was interesting, you know, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, most romance movies, most romantic movies that is, you know, that I sometimes watch, you know, this was certainly more interesting than most, because of course it uh, involved national affairs and such and political conflicts and you know and it's also a real real life history so you know whatever um but um so i mean it's just you know it was interesting but it still wasn't, I mean, yeah, it didn't seem like it was something that could really be, really be, I don't know. It's it's not a feel-good story per se, I mean, you know, it, it's it's history, not not much history is feel-good. So I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I mean, you know, I don't go in every movie to feel positive about movie, I, I don't. Uh, but yeah. Let, let's just say you know I watched it with more of a, a documentary, you know, kind of like Green Book. Green Book is also it's quite it's kind of similar. It doesn't involve national things. It's more personalized, kind of like in the sense you know uh, the name of my father. It's personalized injustice and such. But you know Green Book is sort of more similar to this, except, you know, just different sort of relations and such, but, um, yeah, these kind of movies really, though, one cannot say one enjoys them, just, just cannot. It doesn't mean, of course, that the movies aren't well made, well done or such, you know, well acted, you know, um, if this, this was, you know, generally, you know, all three were well acted, but and well done, and you know, cinematography was swell and such. But 
uh, it they cannot really, really 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 be enjoyed not like a romantic story like with uh, you know this is and this is more of a rom-com than so you know but you know like you've got mail that I watched recently I mean obviously it's fictional which you know is uh, you know makes it easier to make positive but um, obviously it's it's easier to enjoy so I mean, so because it's fictional, but it, it, it's just easier in the sense of what happened. Now, by the way, uh, with regards to the director, um, I had never actually heard of her before. Um, she hasn't actually directed many movies so far, but um, this is the first one that I watched for her. Yeah, but um, yeah, what's strange is that. You know, despite you know doing this, I don't know what the other movies were about, so I cannot really generalize in this sense. I've only watched literally just this one movie directed by her. But if if she does generally do the sort of I mean, you know, direct these sort of movies, and you know, she she seems to have wanted to make a a, a statement by you know releasing it when they had their independence anniversary and stuff. Even though saying this, they seem to have goofed on a few historical facts, uh, as uh, as I read in uh, on on IMDb there is yeah, and uh, um, but uh, the point is I think uh, I mean, I'm not sure you know it, it can directly be you know connected in the sense, but it is somewhat connected. Now it doesn't I'm not sure she is much more active right now. But she seems to have um, subscribed, if there is the verb to use, to an uh, ideology, if there is also a way to describe it, of oppressors, right? Practically. At, at least just one, it seems, to I mean, one facet of this. Or well, I mean, still, it's still sort of an ideology in itself. I mean, it doesn't generally, but you know, it is an ideology of oppression as well. And she seems to have sub subscribed to it. And well, I mean, if she still believes it, because it doesn't seem like it seems like it was mainly in the past, at least not mentioned recently. She hasn't campaigned recently, but. So yeah, um, this is about her uh, um, meeting Nancy about you know uh, you know and you know this drug war and such you know and of course that had its origins in oppression. So I don't know, just contradictory people, I suppose one could say, uh, you know. While on one hand, you know, it doesn't seem like she did this movie it, with any ulterior motives besides, you know, depicting history. And it seems like it's mostly accurate. It's it's certainly more accurate than mm, some some historical movies I've watched recently, or even um, ancient movies. I've watched some months ago, like um, what was it called? Something Sky, you know. I've also commented on, 
that was just absolute pure propaganda. You know, it's, it's obvious when it's pure propaganda when they change many historical facts and are somehow still uh, well received for some reason. That's um, the bizarre thing about movie going audiences. Uh, not, not all propaganda movies are generally well received. I have noticed there's uh, at least one um, Turkish movie that is recognized as being propaganda that is also badly received, at least on IMDb, and very low rated. But yeah, some others aren't at all. Anyway, you know, so this this one doesn't seem to be in that vein. This seems to be uh, mostly historical, uh, uh, factual account of what happened. But all I'm saying is that she seems to have, at least in the past, at least, seems to have subscribed. This is one facet of historical, at least, sub, um, oppression. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why I said at least there. I mean, you know, it might have begun like that, but it continues as well. So, more about not at least, you know, more like, yeah, it began there, but. You know, and I'm only saying, you know, that in context of, you know, um, what she intends to highlight here, which is obviously other accounts of oppression also. But, you know, it's a bit hypocritical to go from this to, of course, this was before, so I don't know, as I said, if she changed her, but anyway, um, yeah, so that, that was, um, and I'm assuming uh, African countries also imported uh, anti-drug laws with which they persecute minorities, which is also, you know, uh, um, uh, the same sort of thing. But anyway, I mean, this this uh, this movie wasn't at all about drugs generally, anyway. So you know, one can easily separate that, you know. So. If, if it was, if there was something about it, and you know, um, then you know, maybe you know, one could see it through that lens, you know, and you know, wonder whether she had um, a certain agenda or not. But anyway, it wasn't so. Otherwise, yeah, it is, it is mostly a factual movie, and the, the, the true account of this, you know. In, what happened uh, in reality was was quite interesting. So yeah, I, I took it as I said more of a documentary. You know, I could have seen a documentary as well. So I'm assuming some exist. Apparently, there's a movie from 1990 as well. How similar it is to this? It might have been based on a different account, possibly. So maybe slightly different. So yeah, it um. What's so interesting it was enlightening, I suppose one could say, and uh, it's it's clearly an injustice perpetrated by both parties. Um, and uh, it's a, it's a disappointment, really. Um, you know, one other thing is that what's remarkable, and I've I've read a bit about the party that this. Uh, 
is this person found it. The name sounds a lot like Karma, by the way. Yeah. So, so. anyway, um, yeah, I read a bit about the, I think it's called Botswana Democratic Party, and it's quite remarkable. Apparently, I mean, it's been ruling since the sixties, and even up to this day, apparently, Botswana generally is considered to be one of the least corrupt African countries, uh, politically stable, apparently. I've read about human rights abuses there, and well, relatively, it isn't that long. I mean, you know, if um, if you compare it with a, a country like Saudi Arabia, which is also ruled by well, a monarch in this case, an absolute monarch, um, in, in a way, so I mean, I don't know if they officially abolished monarchy in Botswana or it was like a, a superficial thing that they tried to do it at, uh, at the end of the protectorate but um, no, it seems like something continued on anyway with regards to the chieftaincy regardless of what though clearly his family seems to still have a hold considering you know his uh, Son, I think, was the fourth president, current as well. I think. Uh, apparently, thought the party, party split and such, but he still has a majority. So yeah, what's strange is that though, this party held government for so long, and yet it remained stable somehow up to this day. This is, this is an incredible amount of time. So, it's nearly, uh, nearly fifty-five years or so. That that is a long time for a country to be stable with a single party. I really didn't think that was possible, honestly. So this is kind of strange. So. What I think happened, though, is that um, the, the, the resources propped it up, the diamonds. Of course, it's supposed to, I think this is, this might have been the case, or the, but apparently the, 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 the national government had a, at least a 50% share, because apparently the, the mining company, harvests the diamonds, is still partially a, an international group but many other instances I think in uh, neighboring countries they had a uh, you know either a you know a totally a total ownership or majority ownership presumably or such um, this seems more credible um, so surprised that they haven't taken over. I mean, apparently they uh, nationalized even um, the beef industry somehow. Um, you, you'd think they'd not try to nationalize the uh, uh, diamond industry as well, considering it's, it's it's clearly most profitable for them. Uh, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you compare it to, to to another country like Saudi Arabia, you know. Both 
had the death penalty, and clearly Saudi Arabia is much worse, I think, uh, having to, uh, I'm pretty sure it is worse, right, I mean, at least that's the perception, I haven't checked, I'll double-check the statistics for now, but uh, I, um, my perception is that it is worse, but Swara still has a death penalty for but apparently, on average, it, uh, it's applied for about one person a year, which I'm pretty sure is not the case in Saudi Arabia. Um, so, I mean, you know, um, I'm not sure if there's an objective measure for how how much how many human rights are contravened. In comparison to other countries, uh, is there? There must be, I'm assuming, I'm not sure. Though. But overall, it doesn't seem to be. I mean, you know, that there is an article on it, which, you know, there's also an article from many other countries as well. But, you know, I think generally they are larger for other countries. Um, yeah, so, uh, so. Um, I don't know. Is it is it the this the the fact that they have minerals, they have diamonds that they could harvest that sustains them, that somehow makes them not go in the direction of dictatorship or such, and of course, minerals, resources, generally, can lead, indeed, to conflict, and conflict leads to instability, generally, um, yeah, but somehow, this, this, Remains remarkably stable. Now you know I don't I don't know much more than this. You know, I've, I mean you know I've, I've and you know I've only read a little bit about Botswana generally. I have read though the articles of all of these protagonists. So I mean I know that much at least up to independence. But then I read a bit also. About, well, obviously you know since I've read his biography. I also know how he managed the country after after the, his election. Apparently, he was elected four times after, and he seems to have. So it might also be the fact that he began this. You know, he as opposed to Robert Mugabe in neighboring Zimbabwe. You know, um, um, I don't think. I mean, he might have begun relatively sane, then he didn't continue on as such, I think. Although I don't know too much either about it, but that's the general impression. Um, but this, this, this guy on the other hand seems to have done relatively well. Um, of course, I only know superficial, uh, superficially, that is. So you know, by no means, by no means, am I a historian about this or anything? Uh, but based on yeah, 
seems like you know this this worked you know so, so Botswana clearly it seems most likely was more of a success case than Zimbabwe or even South Africa I mean at, the, at this time South Africa was quite corrupt really and I think it remained so until the 90s at least and even after that there's, there's still corruption you know um, Zuma resigned recently for corruption generally so um, this is the problem really I guess unless countries if countries do not start off after independence they'll start off in an uncorrupt manner then mm, it, is, it is difficult to of course South Africa still still sort of started in an uncorrupt manner with uh, Nelson Mandela but uh, yeah I don't think he really there were really many other people like him after whereas with this I didn't read too much about the ones who came after him the four other who came after him but uh, the country still remains seemingly stable and didn't seem like there was much corruption that I could read of uh, you know there, there are there are as I said the, the splits recently but that's that happens in any and all parties in the world really so uh, but yeah it 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 was revelatory I suppose one could say you know as I said I watched it as a sort of documentary but you know, I, I do prefer I got to say I do prefer films like this instead of a documentary because documentaries are sort of sterile in comparison to this you know when it comes to films yeah, it's, it's like it's like a, uh, one is watching the real life version it's, it's remarkable how closely they resembled real, the real life versions apparently even their own real son um, said that he thought they resembled parents but yeah, that still was a bit strange because I, I thought she had a daughter I'm not sure why um, they didn't just say you know I mean, it seems like they had sons and stuff anyway um, yeah so apparently there's only a couple of movies that use the language that is used in this film by the way just a couple this one and another movie called Totsi which I've heard of but I haven't seen it that's that's how much is it just a couple I mean this this country has two million people apparently a bit over two million two million two hundred fifty four thousand so yeah, it's not, not much at all. Uh, in comparison to how big the country is, not much. 
Um, yeah, Plumonium. Um, and yeah, as I say, it's, it's remaining relatively stable in comparison to other countries because they could just like even uh, and it, yeah there is well there is freedom in the world reports apparently but yeah I guess that's uh, so of course it's uh US government funded, so um, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I wonder how much it's going to do. Probably. Anyway, so um, um, with a population of two million, though. Yeah, one could, I guess, compare to others. And, uh, like, if I compare to, as I mentioned, uh, wait, there wasn't even an article here. Oh, strange. And, uh, yeah, apparently, um, the, Equivalent to, to um, Alistair Canning mostly was Patrick Gordon Walker. I'm not sure why they didn't just name him. I mean, you know, all the others had real life names mostly. And um, he really did seem to. Have been the thing where, and yeah, he wasn't a civil servant. I'm not sure why they made him civil servant. And I'm not sure if they did say. I don't think they did say explicitly in, in the film that he was a civil servant. Somehow it made it feel like it. Um, but no, in, in real life, he was in fact a politician. Uh, now as to whether you know he was as arrogant as Davenport's character. Uh, made it made him sing, but you know, uh, apparently he did tell him that he he's, he's banished in a feeling cold, calculating manner. Apparently, uh, Susan Williams' a book uh, suggests it seems. Um, and you know what's what's strange is that this guy Patrick Gordon Walker was uh yeah was Labour's candidate for the Smithwick constituency which of course in sixty four had a quite so in the sixty four election really they it had the worst of both worlds, I suppose. It's like, you know, uh, I mean, despite this happening, he actually wasn't the worst in that specific 
collection. Um, yeah, but otherwise, and this this was in the fifties. He was a so-called Commonwealth secretary in nineteen fifty. I don't think that secretary exists anymore. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, um, for a party who's supposed to be more about social cohesion, at the very least, social, um, well, um, modern, modern economics, usually, I mean, modern, you know, some simple capitalism. It is disappointing for uh, yeah such a party to have to have really prioritized economics as opposed to I mean you know local economics Botswana could have become as a destabilized country because of this but somehow things turned out relatively well. Relatively, and uh, apparently, apparently, this guy was elected after his predecessor was killed in a car accident. Apparently, you know, posts, posts. Alfred Dobbs was the predecessor. One day he died. That's quite some misfortune. <laughs> the shortest term as an MP after the Second World War. Hmm? So, what was there someone before who, who was there for like half a day or a few hours? Like a second, maybe you know, like, yay, I'm an MP for one second. I shall resign now. I cannot possibly do anything. I just wanted to prove a point. Now I shall resign. Yeah. Mm. You know, frankly, I have no idea. I mean, just just because they wanted to harvest gold from South Africa, you know, this this was. Yeah. Um. So no, in this case, you know, with the case of you know, um, you know, with the film in the name of our family, you know, like that, that Irish incident there, I think the judiciary was more to blame, effectively, and uh, somehow as well, scientists who were convinced to fabricate evidence. With regards to this, though, it is much, almost exclusively more politicians. Sure enough, and uh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, in most of these cases, generally the fact that you know people elect other people, although this. This so you know unless you know one cannot really blame autocracy or you know any such you know so this is not a case of you know democracy being positive 
in both these cases here um, these are people doing elected positions uh, uh, doing doing things in an elected capacity uh, with regards to the judiciary I mean it's slightly more nuanced of course judiciary is still um, I don't think as opposed to the US where well no the, the, the law actually are they I know the US votes for a lot of people a lot of positions I don't think it votes for the judiciary no I think they're mostly appointed so yeah maybe they are mostly appointed in many countries but uh, well, they are appointed by people who are elected so essentially it is still democracy here yeah, to blame so effectively you know as with the Irish incident case effectively democracy enabled um, people's deaths no other way to go about it so in, in a sense the Irish incident case was indeed more well I mean as a generalized case you know what you guys the Irish troubles thing was more ambitious affected many more people well you know with regards to that specific case so it, it was it was more of an individual case you know it affected uh, quite a few people you know but uh, of course you could generalize it uh, to the Irish troubles which affected many many more people of course this here this this uh, this this incident depicted in this movie affected you know an entire country not to the extent of course that it affected this individual relationship well you know this relationship only had two people so in a sense affect, but you know it was more of a an abstract thing as well and you know, it could, could have destabilized the country but somehow it didn't so quite remarkable how it didn't honestly um what's curious though surely is how you know for all the bizarre lionization of Churchill um, of course this was post-World War II and he's mostly bizarrely idolized for World War II um, but you know for all for, for all of that and even for all the negatives some you know people do discuss uh, the negatives sometimes but I, 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 I hadn't personally ever heard of this specifically that you know he just hypocritically did this specifically so you know in the sense you know that the, the people were voting for nothing really you know I mean if, if some people thought that you know voting for him meant that so it was released, then you know. Yeah. 
the hypocrisy is really the lifeblood of politics. Really? And yeah, uh, hypocrisy really is basically the worst thing that can happen in politics. So, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. So it's more like a, a lifeblood thing rather than, you know, the absolute worst that can happen. It's more of a enabling factor, you know, kind of like how blood enables life. Hypocrisy enables corruption. Uh, just, you know, it could potentially cost people's lives. It didn't in this case, but you know, um, this could have this could have enabled a civil war, which would have cost people's lives. I'm surprised they didn't. You know, at one point they began throwing stuff. Uh, from Felton's character, I'm surprised it ended there. I mean, if it happened for real, you know, I'm surprised he just just threw stuff, you know, and just left him to go and drive away. Yeah, ultimately, I just mean, uh, honestly, patience was exercised clearly, whereas the British government exercised hypocrisy. Pretty much, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, you know, just it's one of those, you know, it's it's kind of like I'm commenting on a documentary at this point. And I don't even normally comment on documentaries because you know they're just facts mainly. But yeah, it's 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 interesting in a sense. Then I didn't per se enjoy it as as, as a movie, you know, in the sense that you know. Just enjoyed like I enjoyed. You've got mail or such, but it was interesting, and I learned stuff from it. So it's better than a documentary in this sense. Because 